welcome everyone today as we finish uh, this final part of the series we've been looking at, at Keys to Freedom. We've been working through this fantastic workbook called Keys to Freedom. Uh, and, and I hope that you've been able to experience something of Jesus's incredible uh, freedom for you you and your life. Um, but this is the final one, the final part. And we're looking at how we can not just uh, explore the freedom over these eight weeks, but actually live in freedom for the rest of our life. And uh, we're going to think about three ways in which we can do that. And it's all about connection, connecting with Jesus, connecting with his church and connecting with Jesus's purpose for our lives. In this last and very strange year of 2020, I wonder what the hardest aspects have been for you. For some, it might have been money, money or job worries. For some of us, it might be worries about the future or worries about health. For some of us, we may have lost a loved one this year. For others of us, we may have been deeply concerned by the re continuing reality of racial injustice. I suspect uh, this year has brought many challenges for a, a whole range of us. But I suspect that one of the biggest challenges for, for many of us has been the lack of connection. I wonder, has anyone felt uh, during this COVID crisis, a sense of separation from family or friends or work colleagues? Do you just put a hand up now? Yeah, I can see a, a, a fair few hands going up now. I don't know about you, but one of the uh, most wonderful things that I, I, I think I'm looking forward to in the next few weeks over this Christmas period is, what well, I feel this is just astonishing and wonderful, but the possibility of being actually able to meet with uh, those I, I'm most close to, my family, uh, over this Christmas period. I, I know that for many of us it's going to be a complex and difficult season of making choices about who we do and we don't see. But I, I suspect many of us are looking forward to connecting with those uh, that we love the most, whether family or friends. You see, when we love someone, we really want to spend time with them. I've been married to Claire now for over 12 years. Uh, and even with 12 years of marriage under our belts, it's still really important to connect regularly, in fact, every day. Uh, and we don't connect with each other because we have to, or we ought to, but because we, we love each other. Uh, and when you love someone, you want to spend time with them. And as we come to the end of this series of Keys to Freedom, I hope that Jesus has been able to start to do some really uh, freeing work in your life. And I would encourage you, if you haven't been able to finish uh, the Keys to Freedom book, please do keep going because freedom starts within. As the famous quote from the film Braveheart about the, the Scot William Wallace says, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Freedom begins within, and it's a freedom that Jesus brings. True freedom, as we've explored over these eight weeks, means keeping ourselves connected with Jesus uh, and rooting our lives in his love uh, and his freedom. Because so easily we can try and root our lives in other things 
that ultimately don't bring us freedom and may even enslave us. It could be our work, our money, busyness, people pleasing, seeking success or status to prove self-worth. So many things we can root our lives in, in the hope that we have a sense of value or worth or freedom. But ultimately, it's keeping connecting with, connected with Jesus that brings us the life and freedom that we, we want. Keeping connected with Jesus is uh, the most important thing in life. And I absolutely love this uh, poem who was written by a wonderful Christian man called Pedro Arupe. He writes this, nothing is more practical than finding God, than falling in love with God in quite an absolute and final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love with Jesus, stay in love with Jesus, and it will decide everything. Do you know the extraordinary love of Jesus? If not, we're going to have an opportunity at the end to pray because actually he loves you so much. But to keep enjoying the freedom we've been exploring over these last eight weeks, connecting with Jesus, connecting with the church and connecting with Jesus's purpose with your life is so important. But the most important thing is connecting first and foremost with Jesus. Keeping uh, a relationship alive is dependent on keeping a relationship connected. Knowing Jesus is the most important thing in life. Following him is the best thing in life. It's what ultimately life is all about. But take my wife, Claire and I, as an example. Suppose we were to live in the same house, but we never once said a word to each other. We never, we never read each other's text messages or emails or social media updates. And then just once a week, you know, we sang a few songs, we listened to each other for a bit, and then we just told each other our problems and then we returned to silence. I wonder who, who here thinks this is actually a, a good way for, for building a, a marriage. I, I can see not many of us think it's a great way. But falling in love with Jesus, keeping connected with him, uh, it, it's not enough just to connect with Jesus for an hour on Sunday. It's something actually that's really important to do every day. Not out of a sense that we must or we ought to, but because we, we want to, because his love is that great for us. So the first thing I'd love for us to con consider is how can we connect to Jesus every day and think just practically, how can we do it? Make it the top priority of your day. Spending time connecting with Jesus in prayer and Bible reading. We need to do both. Prayer is the act of talking to him, uh, speaking to him about all that's going on in life. We also in prayer do have times where we can listen. But the Bible, this is where Jesus clearly speaks to us when we read it. 
I really encourage you when you're praying, thinking about where you pray. Try and find somewhere where you're not distracted. I'd encourage you, if, if at all possible, try and find a time in the day when you're praying, when you're not doing other things as well. If the only time we spend, for example, with our friends or our family member was in the car or was when we're doing the shopping or when we're doing the cooking, what would it say about our priorities with that friendship or relationship? Can you give to Jesus some of your best energy in the day, some of your best time? I can remember listening to Dr. Jane Williams, a, a wonderful theologian, uh, also happens to be married to the previous Archbishop of Canterbury. A couple of years ago, when she was asked how long, you know, each person should be aiming to spend with Jesus each day. And she said, aim for an hour a day. Now, I, I think for many of us, we'd be thinking, oh my goodness, an hour a day praying and reading the Bible. Personally, I think something around 30 minutes is something we, we could probably all aim for between prayer and Bible reading. Now, just think if the average Brit spends two to three hours watching TV, two to three hours on our mobile phones, perhaps we could find a bit of the time that we spend on these things to spend with Jesus. But I would really encourage you, don't just dive in there trying to do like an hour straight. No, if you've ever tried to do uh, training for a sport or running, you might have heard something like the Couch to 5K running program. You don't just jump in doing a 5K run. You start really small. And I'd really encourage you to think a bit about how you might be able to start really small. Perhaps start by praying three minutes a day and reading one section of the Bible. You know, this is just five or six minutes. And keep it simple when you pray. Keep it honest. Some people have found uh, TSP, thank you, sorry, and please, as a really helpful way to do this. Make it a regular slot. You know, I do it before I do anything else pretty much in the day. Before I check my work emails, before I, I listen to the radio, before I watch the news, before I catch up on anything else, because I know the rest of the day will run away with me. Others do it the last thing at night. However we do it, take time to put this into your daily pattern. I, I think a couple of Bible reading apps are really fantastic for this. Uh, Lectio uh, 365 or the Bible in One Year app by uh, Nikki Gumbel are really fantastic. And also connect with Jesus throughout the day. Spend some quality time with Jesus. But as you might do with a friend or a family member, you know, you might text them during the day as well. Connect with Jesus. Spend that quality time with him and connect with him through the day. The second thing is to connect with the church. It says in Acts 2 verse 42, and please do read this with me if you can. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking 
our bread and to prayer. Con connecting to the church, that's exactly what is described that these first followers of Jesus did. They connected with the apostles teaching about Jesus and all that he did. They spent time in fellowship together. They broke bread as we're going to do shortly in communion. And they also spent time together in prayer. Making a commitment to make Hope Church, being part of church every Sunday is so important because being part of uh, a church where you are loved, uh, where people know you, building community and trust, these things take time. So I'd encourage you, make being part of uh, Hope Church uh, something you do every Sunday. And I'd encourage you also to, to stick with uh, being in one church because it takes time to build relationships. So this is your uh, home church. Make coming to Hope Church your primary place to come. And finally, connecting with Jesus's purpose for our lives. In verse 47 of Acts chapter two, it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. The early church, they were really focused on the purpose that Jesus has for their life. And Jesus has a specific purpose for your life. As we heard from Vicky earlier uh, today, how she was explaining the journey of her, that the Lord's taken her into being a midwife, which is wonderful. God has a purpose for your life. And I love uh, in Keys to Freedom in week eight on the days four and five, it talks about the ways in which we can discern what God's purpose is for our lives and connect with that purpose. So keeping connected with the purpose that Jesus has for our lives will save us so much grief and will also bring us a, a rich flourishing and freedom as we do so. So the spiritual practice for this week uh, and uh, spiritual practice is simply something that we try to incorporate into our lives uh, to help us to become more like Jesus and live in his freedom is, is this, to connect with Jesus, connect with Jesus's church and to connect with Jesus's purpose for our lives. Let's just have a moment to pray. Lord Jesus, I, I want to pray for everyone here, uh, for those who may be catching up later online. Lord, I pray uh, that we would continue to live in a life of freedom. Lord, help us to remain connected with you, connected with church, connected with your purpose for our lives. And let's just take a moment of quiet to ask the Lord, just to ask, you know, how can we be more connected with him, with his church and with his purpose for our lives? Before the service began, there were a few words that we felt the Lord might have for, for some of us here today. Uh, first was um, a sense that Jesus is inviting us to walk the road of life with him.
So for some of us, we might need to hear that actually Jesus is inviting us into this adventure, this walk with him. Second thing is uh, that Christ is uh, putting a seal upon our hearts. Perhaps he's been sealing into our hearts the freedom, the things that we've been learning over these last few weeks uh, and calling us out, marking us out to be someone who follows him. And finally, just a sense, perhaps he's he's got a cup overflowing, pro abundant provision for whatever lies ahead. So, Lord, I just want to pray for each of us that we will continue not just to explore freedom in these eight weeks, but to live free for the rest of our lives following you in your name. Amen.